1: Join Brett Weekly as he interviews your favorite celebrities from film, television, comedy, and much more. Inconceivable! Plus, you never know who will stop by. Dude, we are so going to party! Now, here is your host, Brett Allen. Jesse Cove. Welcome into the podcast. It's good to have you here today.
0: Hey, man. Thanks for having me.
1: Well, I mean, my God, everybody knows who you are. And I think the biggest association is to your dad, but we're here to talk about you <laughs> and all the things that you've done, right? I'm sure press asks you all day long about this, that, and the other. So we're going to keep the interview <laughs> focused on Jesse. I mean, clearly, I mean, you were essentially born in to acting. I mean, really, right? I mean, there's no denying that. But obviously, too, you've done plenty of standalone things. But again, the most recent thing that people would recognize you from is Cobra Kai. But the interesting thing about that is that it was not what people expected, which I think was awesome. So, I mean, for you who had the opportunity to be a part of this, I'm sure you were (laughs) equally excited to find out That it was not going to be as on the nose as probably most of the mega fans expected, right?
0: Correct. Correct.
1: (laughs) Let's talk about that and and your role on the show and the part that you played and sort of how all of that came about for you.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, Cobra Kai is such a such a great show. and, And obviously I'm I was a fan of it as well, even though, you know, I have family tie to the show. Uh, it's just the writing is so fun and the whole nostalgic aspect of it, you know, from the original Karate Kid movies, which is also just great for people to, um, to, to, to be reintroduced to the Karate Kid in a different way as well. You know, a lot of, I guess, you know, the younger generation of today doesn't really know much about it. And so it's cool for them to be able to see it and go back now, even like with their parents or friends, wherever and see the original movies from the eighties, because they're really like they're classics, you know, and, um you know, for me to be involved in that world and to actually go back into like the OG Karate Kid universe uh, was really special, man. It was so, it was very cool. And I was just honored to be a part of that. And, you know, I of course wanted to do it justice and, and, um, and uh, bring my own aspect to that as well. And, you know, I never really knew that I would ever be able to be a part of that world. You know, that when they started making Cobra Kai, I I just was, you know, I, I loved it. I was a huge fan of the show and, and, um, you know, this, this part came up where uh, I was able to basically play the bully that bullies the younger version of my dad's character, John Kreese, yes. which incredible. I mean, you know, to, to know that that was coming was, uh, was incredible. And, and it was also, you know, I was, it was like this, it was, again, like this big honor to be able to do that. Funny enough, playing a bully, but to bully this crazy bully who's known for being the, the baddest bully of them all in a way. Um, or is he? We don't really know. Um, it was it was it was very unique and it was exciting. And you know, uh, I make a joke about you know um, <laughs> about being a villain runs in the family, so we kind of you know were able to do that. And basically, what was so fun about this is that at the very beginning of this of the episode, you know, I actually was embodying John Crease, and you thought that I was John Crease, and the writers made that turn uh, that he's actually uh, the busboy who's cleaning up my table and. That's the beginning of how that happened, which was so amazing.
1: Yeah. And that, henceforth, my comment there about not being as on the nose as people expected, the fact that shoulder check then happens, it's like, okay, now we're getting something completely different. And it's funny Mm -hmm. because I even remember reading or seeing your father do press about it when it first came out and his thoughts about it and even really even being able to decide if he was going to be a part of it, and if so, how long that arc was going to look like, but clearly the folks that have put this together have just created something incredible, and really, as you mentioned, so eloquently bringing it to a different generation, and not just simply doing like a reboot or a retelling of the story, right? There's just something Correct. fresh about it.
0: It is, it's very fresh, um, you know, and I think that's what's I think it's one of the most the special things about Cobra Kai is that um you know there's no crazy visual effects there's no explosions or guns you know it's really just these kids karate and then this incredible backstory that's just you know carved this this road for the for the story of these characters and then having new characters come into that world as well is just amazing um you know it's funny I saw this on Instagram I saw this great like of fan art that someone made and it was like it was kind of like a like a college alumni like stage that someone made and it was all the characters all the prolific characters from karate kid and cobra kai it was like probably 50 characters and you know they had me up there which was great but it's just amazing to see how big and vast this universe is it's like a marvel universe which is hilarious to think about you'd ever think karate kid would be (laughs) like a you know a marvel uh cinematic universe it's like the karate kid Cinematic Universe <laughs> and Cobra Kai.
1: Yeah, it's unbelievable. Well, let's wind the clock back because obviously you grew up in a family of actors. Your dad, we we we've already established that. But from what I understand, you really took a knack to theater and acting and television and all of that sort of artistic thing super early on, like around nine or ten. From what I understand.
0: Yeah, I did. You know, I um, I, I was always traveling with my dad when i was very young to different you know movie sets around the world and, and the country and and also like i always was making little movies as a kid with like my own camera and my dad's camera really but in my little like gi joe's you know i'd make little sound effects with my voice go, you know all this stuff and and it was so fun and and i guess from a young age i really loved telling stories and i loved performing for my family i used to do magic all the time i loved to make my mom laugh so I guess somehow around that, you know, in my younger years, I, there was a performer in me that, that was always around. And, you know, I think having my father, you know, allowing that to also take place to see that you can do that and have the stage in our home to be able to, to, to play, I guess you could say. Um, was very beneficial for me. And, you know, my family never pushed me to be in the industry. Uh, you know, my dad was never like a stage dad, or I didn't have a stage mom, or whatever, you know, whatever you want to call them. Um, you know, they just were like, if that was something you wanted to do, then great, you know, you, you you can do that. And so when I was about 18, I started doing it professionally, 17, 18, and I've, you know, never looked back. And um, yeah, I just always loved to tell stories. And I love to entertain people and make people laugh and make them feel good. And, you know, I think that you know, also when I was in high school and stuff, I was always like you said, I was in the performing arts classes. I was always doing theater and I I was always um, you know, making movies. And so I was always being creative all the time when I was younger.
1: And growing up with a father who was so prominently known in films and things like that, when you decided to really take a stab at this individually, and I asked this in a way just out of curiosity, was it hard to sort of <laughs> Separate yourself. I mean, obviously, the Cove name, but did you kind of go well? I want to just do this my own way or separate way, and not really take that path per se of 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 not. I say writing coattails. Not that you did that. You know what I mean, though. Like for some people, of it's kind of like they have that name, and it's very easy for them to get in and do things. And if that's the way that it works for them, then great. But for you, kind of, what was your way into it? Starting out professionally, like, how did you go about doing it?
0: Well, I, I totally know what you mean. And there, you know, it, there is a there is a, a nuanced line to it, um, you know, because I love working with my dad. And then obviously I have my own independent stuff that I do. And, you know, he and I are very much like a team. So, you know, we help each other out a lot. Um, and, you know, like like I you know said earlier, you know, they never pushed me to be in the industry. You know, so I I'd go out and audition like and still do like everyone else, even though I have the success of my father behind me you know, he was still in, which I so respect, even growing up, it was very much about, you gotta go do this on your own, which I, which was great. And, you know, then there are times that happen where a a role comes up and I'm able to maybe audition for something that he's a part of, whatever that is.
1: Absolutely. And,
0: and then I'm able to bring him into stuff that I'm doing as well. Like D-Day, I brought him into that movie. Um, we had a great scene together and I just loved it. And it's, it's funny because, you know, there's, there's a great story where, um, I did this movie in China, biggest movie I've ever done, tens of millions of dollars that went into this film. And, you know, I was there for like three months and, you know, my dad really wanted to come over and visit. Uh, and, you know, I was working with Joseph Fines at the time on the movie. And I wanted to kind of have this experience of this movie on my own without having him around. Just kind of like, uh, you know, carving my own way in, in a sense. And so I told him, I basically told him that and he understood that it was kind of like this rite of passage, I guess, you know, and, and, um, and then later on, I ended up regretting it because I really would have had a great time with him out there. And I would have loved to have shared these moments with him on the set, him watching me and, and, and chatting with him. And so it's kind of like, you know, th- there is a fine line, you got to figure it out your place within all that. But I love working with my dad, we help each other out. And, you know, there's obviously going to be times where, you know, We're both off doing our own thing, but it's definitely been it's been an interesting road, I can say.
1: Yeah, I can imagine. I've heard other actors tell the similar type of story where they have a family member who's in the business like Dallas Howard was saying she went through a period of her life where she did not want to use the last name Howard. She wanted to keep it separate and just use a different name. And then later on, she kind of realized, wait a second you know, Ron Howard is my father. I definitely want to keep this name. I can carve my own path and do my own thing as an actor and not have to worry about what other people might think, so to speak, as far as like having that connection, which, you know what I mean? And it sounds like you've done it quite well, like with no problem at all.
0: Oh, thanks. Yeah. I mean, that's a great way to put it, you know, and, and it's, um, you know, it's, it's beautiful that we get to work together. You know, this business is very hard, you know, it's not, nothing is a guarantee and, you know, if we can help each other out along the way, you know, it's great. And I love, I love helping others as well and collaborating. And, you know, we're, we're still looking for that perfect part. My dad and I want to do like a, whether it's like a, maybe a, a like a, we want to do a, some TV series or where maybe it's like a rookie cop and a veteran cop or, <laughs> yes. you know, Western or something like that on, you know, outlaws. Who knows. You know, we still have some stuff like that in the works, which is great. But it's 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 just a blast. And what, what we do is forever. So when we film this stuff, these scenes together, we get to look at it for the rest of our lives.
1: Yeah. And I mean, come on. Your dad is your dad. John Creese to the world. So it's like it doesn't get any better than that as far as just having that connection. So let's talk about it. When you do get presented with a project or you are approaching something, what is your process for deciding, you know, this is something that I want to do and, and figuring your way into the character, either after you've been given the role or you're auditioning and, you know, I have a pretty good chance of of getting what it is that I'm going after.
0: I, I love, obviously I, I I will read a script, which I take a long time to read scripts. I really, unless, you know, I'm in a, I'm in a rush, but when I get a script, I, I take a while. I like to really dive in. I read every line, every, you know, every, um, piece of dialogue very slowly to really get a sense of what's what's going on you know and then um, then I'll step away from the script get into the sides and I like to really use my body I like to walk around like the other day I was actually doing an audition I was just literally walking around in my yard outside for hours and hours walking around and you know I like to physically feel how this character is and then you know I try to I try to go against the grain in certain ways you know like you read a script you read there's always a way you think things should be said and so I, I like to go against it, um, whether it's putting an accent on there or the way they walk, the way they talk. So, you know, I, I try to be unique that, that way and, um, you know, and then also be free and, uh, and and also very subtle. I think, you know, it's important that, you know, uh, one of the most interesting things for actors and to watch actors is, is, is to watch them listening to other characters. You know, it's like when when someone says something like, oh, it's over there. It's like, okay, but if they're like, oh, it's uh, it's over there. It's a little bit more interesting, right? It is,
1: yeah. I'm even moved just in that moment for that quick line read. (laughs) I'm like, okay, what's next? I want to know what's going on.
0: (laughs) Right. And it's like kind of going against the grain a little bit with those things. And so, you know, that's a little bit of my process. And my process is always changing, which I actually really enjoy, you know, um, and it's funny. I read Heath Ledger's uh, autobiography, or, or his biography about him always striving for that uh, path of his craft, and he's never was never satisfied. And I feel very similar in the sense where it's always changing. I I, I do it this way, and then and a couple months later, I'm trying it this way. I think that's the way to do it because as an artist. When are you ever really done? Like, when is the last brushstroke you, ever? You know, what I mean, you're always chiseling on your on your statue or your piece of artwork, and you know, when can you ever really step away and be like, "Oh, this is this is how it's done. That's what I do, and uh, that's the process." It's it's an ever changing thing, which I think is beautiful because that's art. It's just always you know ever changing.
1: I love it, and it goes back to that idea or concept of not leaving anything out on the table or out on the floor, right? Like, really, yeah. Like- not going into it with any presumptions or like you said, how you think it might be or should be, but really just going for it and taking those risks and choices as an actor and going, okay, I'm going to take this role, whether it's like D-Day or anything that you've done, you kind of take it and approach it in your specific way. And then even as we were joking, just that little quote line that you did, it's like, okay, it's interesting. You know what I'm saying? Like I get it and it's i think that's the magic of what you do and others do on the big screen is and it kind of takes us in it's being present and being in the moment right regardless of whether it's a comedy or a drama or you're playing a bad guy you just kind of take that path and get there
0: yeah exactly and it's and it's and it's all choices you at least you know robert danny jr says it too like you know, at least if you make a choice, at least you're going in that direction, whether that if, you know, cause if you're not making a choice, you're just, you're just sitting there stagnant. So even if you go with something, it's either going to work or it's not, you know? Um, so it's, um, it's always, you know, you never know what's going to come up for you as well. And it's also really fun. It's really fun to do these things. It's really fun to, 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 to go out there, you know, sometimes it's, you know, the dramatic stuff can be tough and you have to get into the emotionality of things, but, you know, at the end of the day, whenever I'm working on set it really never feels like actual you know tough tough work I'm always doing what I love which is you know my passion so I'm very lucky and grateful
1: yeah that idea I've heard recently come up you know I get paid to wait but I work for free oh. or I act for free you know kind of that idea yeah. I don't know I mean I'm sure you're getting happy they pay paid. us to sit and to sit and wait right <laughs> yeah <laughs> Although, there is a lot of
0: that on set. You're waiting around while they're yeah, oh, up. Yeah, oh, it's
1: ridiculous. Like, it could be <clears throat> a long time before one scene. I, I did some background and stand-in work in New Mexico. Okay. And I lived there, and so working on Breaking Bad or In Plain Sight, any oh, of those awesome. shows, you know, it's one line, here's your glass, or can I get you this? But, like, you're just waiting all day long, you know, <laughs> eating craft services or yes. on your phone. Probably not much these days with, corona protocols you know a lot of sitting in your trailer probably more than anything else exactly that's very true yeah gone are the days of the gregarious hanging out at craft services and and all the the death
0: of me craft services is the death of me
1: oh i tell you (laughs) that is the best hidden secret on a set and and even if you're just an extra it's pretty decent but then if you get bumped to do a stand-in or then you get the good stuff you know so (laughs) it's just like yeah, I, the, the, the freshman 15 of the first television show, you just eating, people are listening to this, probably going, why are they talking about food? It's making me hungry. But I, you know, it's just kind of like the good times and all of that kind of looking at everything that you've done so far and the projects that you've been a part of, did you ever have a moment where you kind of took on something and you're like, maybe I should have gone about this differently, or maybe maybe. I didn't do what I wanted to do as far as whether it's a role or maybe an audition, anything in that universe that you can think of.
0: Yeah. So that, that stuff usually always, I'm usually pretty happy with what I'm doing in the moment of the character because I've usually worked it out beforehand. It always comes later when the movie's done or when I'm watching it a year or two later or five years later, I'm like, ah, I could have just done this or that, or I wish I incorporated this in there, but you know, you can't go back. So I'm usually, um, You know, and even when I'm on set, when I'm working, I love to see my dailies. I love to watch my my um, I love to go to Video Village and I'll talk to the director and see a playback of what I'm doing. You know, some people don't like to do that, which is totally fine. Everybody's got their process. I love to see what my facial expressions are, what I'm doing. I always want to enhance whatever it is that I'm doing. And I can objectively kind of see myself and look away and not get too in my head about it. And go, okay, great. I'm doing this there. Okay, I'll, the next time, let me do this again. And I'll, I'll make sure I hit this quicker and, and hit that, whatever it is. And that's part of the, the process of it all, you know? Um, so it's just, it, it's, it's, again, it's like a collaborative process. And, and you know, I, I again, you're making choices and you're doing those choices in the moment. And I'm usually pretty happy with it. <clears throat> Later on is when I go back and go, oh damn it i wish i did this or that so i haven't yet had a part a part where it's it's been too much of an overload for me i i think i always like a challenge as well so um uh we'll see
1: yeah i know right hanging out in video village and everybody's piled in there and just watching everything i think you are one of a few who like to watch dailies <laughs> most actors are like if it's in the can, it's in the can. I'm done with it. And
0: whatever happens,
1: happens, you know, obviously it's like, well, if they wanted to change something, the director would probably have said something at this point. <laughs> And we're good to well, go. Well, that's
0: part of it, too. Absolutely. Sometimes you're doing these scenes and maybe you have a director that isn't great, you know, too communicative. Uh, you know, he may they may be like, OK, great, let's move on. And then, you know, maybe they don't come up to you and be like, oh, that was such great work. And this was great, great scene, blah, blah. If they're moving on, they got it you're good you know you don't have to um you know worry too much about it but sometimes as an actor you like to get a little bit more feedback about what you did and maybe they did they see those choices that you took you know but eventually later on they will because they're going to be staring at it editing it for so long you know but they got they got to move cuz time is of the essence so um it's uh and it's different different with every set
1: yeah i mean as an actor you're like come on give me something i've heard clint eastwood directs <clears throat> that way very light touch very uninvolved what? as far as like let's do this. And okay, we're going to try this and we're going to do that. All right. Is everybody ready? Let's go. And then they keep going. I love it. Just so much fun. And so interesting just to hear how your process is. Well, I mean, we've obviously all been kind of locked down lately. What else has been keeping you busy creatively? I mean, are you auditioning? Are you working on projects? What's been going on in that universe?
0: Yeah, well, one more thing I wanted to say, too, or the last one was that, like, whenever, before I work with a director, I always tell them, uh, I always love to tell them, hey, look, like, so they get an understanding of me and my personality right away before we go to work. I, I tell them, like, look, I say, I am willing to, like, completely get in the mud with you, no matter what it is, like, like, I'm very much about, you know, um, you know, getting the shot, whatever you need. So, like, because directors are so passionate all the time, and they're not afraid to get in there and, and you know get the shot, and they'll get dirty and literally hold the camera sometimes and get in the mud or whatever. It's raining, and I'm that way too. So I tell them like, I'll be there right next to you because I want to tell this story as much as you do, and I want to be there uh, just like you. So you know, I'm not gonna run away from this stuff. So I always basically say like, let's we let's go to war together. You know, for I this love movie. It. I got your back. So <clears throat> it's just a great way off the top to, just, just to let them know what it's going to be like, you know? Um, and then your other question I've been, you know, unfortunately, the pandemic obviously has been a terrible thing, but you know, I, I, I fortunately been very busy um, during the pandemic. I've, I've worked a lot. Um, auditions have, you know, obviously are coming way more now than they were before, but I've been auditioning as well. Um, did several movies uh, throughout the pandemic and a couple other projects as well. And I had multiple movies come out that were great. You know, uh, Max Reload and the Nether Blasters with Kevin Smith and Greg Grunberg from star Wars and star Trek, a great science fiction action gaming comedy that's come out. It's kind of like grandma's boy meets uh, um, ready player one. It's really a great movie. And funny enough, my dad's in that one too. Uh, We don't even work together in that movie. We have no scenes together, but he plays, (laughs) which is great. Like, you know, stuff like that happens. And, also another movie called bring me a dream which is a thriller which is great just came out uh Cobra kai and uh i did a christmas movie for lifetime which was great i have another lifetime movie coming out probably in the month next month or so which is which i'm excited about called recipe for abduction um yes and I, have- I
1: actually got a pitch for that so we have one of your co-stars coming on
0: oh great who, who are you gonna, who's it gonna be
1: we'll talk about it when we're done taping because i don't think i'm <laughs> supposed to say anything yet but it, it uh yeah, we, we I just got a bit for that recently, so um, no problem. That's fun, you know. Like I just, it's so fantastic, and I can imagine working with Kevin Smith is just like something. He's so un- funny;
0: I laugh so hard with him. He's such, a, he's such a. He's so, he's so great off the cuff and he's so comfortable doing comedy and he loves it. He's always smiling. He was just great to work with. I I, I couldn't keep a straight face. Like all the takes you saw that I used in the movie, like those were like literally milliseconds before, or after I was laughing. Like So uh, he was, he was just a pleasure to work with.
1: Yeah. And that's funny. Grandma's boy meets ready player one. I mean, that guy is just so creative. I mean, the lifetime movies are great. I think that's a badge of honor for a lot of actors. They do those or, an episode of law and order svu something you know (laughs) like if you go and you research like i do very intensely i always go through and don't just rely on that but i always see at least oh yeah law and order that was my first gig because i think it's easy for actors to get on and do that sort of thing or even the lifetime movies which is great but I think overall, one of the things that I admire the most is the fact that, yeah, you you have a father who was in the industry, who's currently in the industry. You work together, but he's not a dadager and doesn't try and control the things that you do. Or even when you were young and you started out and were taking a run at this, like he helped you, but sort of let you kind of make your own way, right? As far as yeah. like what you wanted to do and giving you the advice and that sort of thing, if you ever had kids or, or anything like that, and they wanted to get into the industry, do you think that you would follow the same method or like some parents and like, I don't want my kids to, to be a part of the industry at all?
0: Yeah, I, I would definitely do a similar aspect. You know, it's kind of one of those things that's really hard to do. Like you got to let them fall so they can pick themselves back up. And they, that's the best way to learn. I've, I've definitely been there. Um, so I would definitely approach that. And, um, you know, if my kids, um, I don't have any kids right now, but I definitely, you know, will have children, um, whatever they end up doing, if they don't want to be in the entertainment industry, that's totally fine. If they want to be a doctor or an engineer or anything, like I will support them no matter what they do.
1: I love it. One last question that I love to ask, and it's just a fun one. When you were starting out and working and sort of getting your way into the business, Did you have a job that you did to pay the bills that you liked and that you were good at, or did you just work to work and let the cards fall where they may, as far as how soon you would get your start as an actor?
0: (laughs) I worked so many jobs. I've been a server. I used to do telemarketing when I was younger. I sold toner ink like Johnny Depp used to sell pens. I sold toner ink. Um, I used to work at a gym I work I've worked at equinox I've worked uh, I've done so many different jobs I worked at Abercrombie when I was younger when I was like in high school um, I've done uh, so many different types of jobs um, and there's nothing wrong with that like you know work is work and I think that's what's important is I, I love and respect people with good work ethic and so you know I have been I've been in the grime of clean toilets uh, you know I've done all that different type of stuff so you know, and all those things just, you know, they end up build, building character and, you know, funny enough, all the different things I've done over the years, I've, I've, um, I always find people that I like to like um, do like characters up. There's always someone interesting that I meet along the way that I like to like, I take them and I, they're always, I'm going to use them in some movie somewhere.
1: I love it. Equinox. That is like a throwback there. I haven't heard that name in a very long time.
0: Well, everything's been closed, right? We can't do anything.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And the Abercrombie thing, I could see that that would make sense. And like all the other things, but uh, Toner, that's a tough gig. Sales is hard. I'm in sales. That's what I do. And so I get that, but I like it. You know, I think it creates a work ethic. Like you said, it helps with humility. And, um, you know, I mean, there are some actors today who are on shows and series, but they still work at the yoga studio or, or do what they need to do because, you know, there's a misconception of this independently wealthy lifestyle that can come from one show or being a series regular or even a child actor who was yeah. on a show for years. And I've had them say that it's like, no, 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 it's not quite the same. <laughs> it's a little yeah, bit more challenging. Like,
0: exactly. And that's why, like, it's always good to have, like, no matter where you're, what your status is, it's like. Sometimes, you know, even in our industry, like you don't always want to rely on the next project. You want to be able to pick and choose what you want to do. So if you're, you know, able to subsidize yourself financially, maybe through something else, you're then able to choose to do something. You're like, I don't really want to do that. But, you know, you you have to do it because you need the money. You're like, no, no I, I don't need it. I don't need to do that. This one I really want to do. And I'll take less money and then I'll get an Oscar as well.
1: Um, yeah, <laughs> you there know? you go. I mean, I'll take one. Or the other or both in this particular case exactly That's i'll funny. do this one
0: in for christmas i'll do this one in the summer there we go
1: i love it well of course cobra kai people need to watch that it's fantastic yes. and now that we've mentioned it recipe for abduction which is coming up may 1st i believe Is i'm looking at the pitch letter now so i will tell you who your co-star i mean yeah we'll talk about it when we're done uh, I, I know this publicist listens to my show, so I want to be careful <laughs> and she doesn't <laughs> throttle me and say, why did you talk about it? So I think it's great. I'm excited. And of course, I mean, you're the absolute best. And, and of course, just so many things you've done. And, and I think the future is bright as far as what's coming down the pike. And again, you threw us all for a loop with your appearance on Cobra Kai, but I think that's great and a testament to so what a great show and, and legacy. That is. And of course, having a dad who's recognizable and been in the industry as well. And and I love as a dad the fact that you guys get to work together. I think that's the greatest joy that you could probably experience as an actor is to be able to share that with your father, which I agree. Is a thank big you. Deal. That's great. Thank you. Absolutely. Well, Jesse Cove, thank you so much for joining me today. I appreciate it.
0: Thank you so much, Brett.